Hey, this is Evergreen, where our stories never go out of season. I'm Mitchell. And I'm Caleb. And today we're going to be doing a Q&A episode. Um, we're currently outside, if you didn't notice by the excessive uh, noise floor. But just hanging out in the, uh, in the backyard. It's a beautiful summer day, so figured we uh, shouldn't waste it indoors in our studio. Studio. Yes. So, anyway. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the season finale on the last episode, and we decided that between the seasons we'd give you guys just a little taste of what's to come, and we figured we'd answer some questions, and we definitely got a lot of them. So we yes. picked, went through and picked the ones that we thought would make for a good little funnel Q&A and wanted to offer it to you today. Yeah, so um, mostly the, the thing about season two when it comes up is we're changing a few things. There's going to be a few different elements to it. We're going to be pushing out our podcast on even more, um, uh, you know, just places. <laughs> We were on uh, we were on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, YouTube is going to be a big one. We're going to be putting them on YouTube for the first time, which and we'll is be pretty back big. Back on SoundCloud for those mm-hmm. of you who enjoyed listening. Back to us on, on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Back on, so on YouTube, SoundCloud, and we're going to basically also be going through all of. I mean, right now, yeah, we can say, hey, yeah, we're on any any place that podcasts are found, but we're going to truly conquer that title because there's a lot of places that you'd never think of. So. As well as our website, which yes. is one of the next largest things. And I know we were talking about it before, and it was like one of those movies that's in production hell for years. It's like, yeah, we we really didn't, <laughs> clearly didn't get it up and running. So we decided to push it back to season two because we wanted it to be perfect. And we also have some ideas with it when it comes to, like, everyday content that we're going to be pushing out. And yep. we wanted to make sure that was ready. As well as the episodes you can find in there. Um, and there's even going to be custom um like uh, cover art for each episode that you can find exclusively there as well as uh, more in-depth descriptions on each episode yeah you'll be able also to add topics to the library through our website which will be uh, a good way for you to be able to interact with us if you want to put topics for us to add into stories and stuff that's going to be we're going to make it as easy as possible rather than just like dm us or at us it's like no we're going to give you a place to go and do that and you'll also be able to view the entire list as well so you can actually view the list name still pending no it's not the bank of wonder the magical bank of wonder but you know we'll get there um but yeah no i'm I'm super excited for season two there's a lot we have to to work on but i'm very happy that we took a little break to get it all yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good just to give you guys a little taste you'll be able to look forward to uh on my end there's gonna be a weekly feature uh either an article or a story of some sort, uh, something a little bit more journalistic on the website that you'll be able to find, whether it's somebody's story out there in the real world or it's me writing about uh, a, like a, a subculture or just a trend that I think is worthy of exploring its narrative a little bit in the real world, you'll be able to find that uh, each week as well as, as you said, daily content. In the, mo- in the mornings, I'll be putting out something that I... Um, title still pending but it's going to be something like the storybook commute or something where I will be uh, writing up a, a little tiny review or critique of uh, an audio based story whether it be an album or an audio book or a podcast episode and then with a link to it so you can listen to it on your commute so even if there isn't a new evergreen episode that day there we are offering you something every day for you to come back to so that should yeah. I'm really excited for that oh yes. there's a cat next to me wonderful it's oh, um, cute and uh, what else are we going to do we're going to be doing um even extended interviews. Um, yes, yeah. which brings us yeah. to where you'll be able to listen to those extended interviews. Because as of now, and you probably noticed in our last episode, our interviews are us specifically talking about the story that the guest brought to us. Yeah, We'd like to do longer format interviews where we really get to unpack the person's life, what made them a storyteller, and why storytelling has become so important to them. 
and we did that for our last episode. You haven't heard it yet with Jeff, but it is going to be available very soon on our Patreon because we are going yes. to launch a Patreon, yes. just like everybody else. But hey, <laughs> just we have, like everybody else in the world. But we have so much great content that we've been working on. Yeah, and there's going to be some little extra bonuses for for people that that contribute, and. Um, it's going to be cool, and, it, and no one's going to be losing any content here whatsoever. It's only going to be additional things, um, so everyone's going to get the full Evergreen experience from listening to us on any podcast app, um, but with the Patreon, we're going to have some cool additional things that are just kind of more um, in-depth and just more content in general if you can't get enough of us, because we've heard a lot of people say, why isn't the bio, you know, why isn't it weekly? It's, and there's a reason for that, you know, there, it's, it's, to keep up with all of that so we're really literally ex- you don't have enough time to make it weekly yeah and so really we're really excited that with a patreon we'll be able to put things there that that give people that content that can that they can be entertained by you know daily in some cases like it's with mitch's you know the story analysis stuff on his on the website so it's exciting so there's gonna yeah. be a lot of stuff on that patreon but i'm only gonna we're only gonna mention a couple here because we still want some of it to be a surprise but we will i mean this is almost jumping into the q a but one question that got asked by multiple multiple people and I'm, we're not going to answer it as part of the Q&A but we'll answer it here is people asked, asked where McTalks went and what happened to McTalk which is something oh, yeah. <laughs> that was very early on in the podcast it was really just us chit-chatting um, McTalks were uh, as you as anybody who listens to everybody knows we've you know we've gone through a uh, a cycle kind of of just our, our content has changed and now we've obviously hit our very clear um kind of what we do now is the storytelling the guest storytellers that that are based on random topics and we get sound design and all that junk but we would love to continue to do mctalks and one of those ways that we're going to do that is through the patreon um, we're still going to be having some mctalks as well as extended interviews as so that way we'll actually have off week episodes so right now we're not going to be so right now every you know bi-weekly is still going to be the same for normal listeners but people with patreons will get a second episode um, that'll fill in the week between stories that will be a McTalk. And it'll be the same format as before. And just will, us talking yeah, about it'll be something. story-related, something... They're all going to be story-related. Yeah. Um, but as, so, a yeah, teaser, like as a little teaser to what that first McTalk will be, uh, a lot of you have been wondering uh, why we spent an entire episode talking about the Star Wars franchise before The Last Jedi, but then never reviewed The Last yeah. Jedi. <laughs> that will be the first off episode the first Patreon McTalk. McTalk. Yeah, it's gonna... We're finally gonna talk about it. Yeah. You, I'm sure people are wondering what we thought of it. It was controversial, to say the least. To say the least. And, and we'll probably it, talk yeah. about Solo, too. And they're gonna, why not? Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, those those will have a little bit more opportunity to be a little bit longer because they're gonna be for, for people that want to listen to... Clearly, that want to listen to us, they're gonna enjoy the longer content, most likely, in general, because they're paying to do so. So, we'll, we'll have a lot more freedom in that way. Um, but yeah, at regular Evergreen still going to be the same um, format. Obviously, a new couple of new here changes here and there. But um, yeah, we're really excited. Season one was wonderful. It was kind of an adventure. Honestly, we started in one place and we ended in a completely different place. But now I think we know our identity, and I'm really excited for where we're going to go. So yeah, yeah, there's it's going to be fun. So let's jump right into the questions because yeah. we have we have a few questions to answer um, just in general. So um, I'm I'm just going to hop right into it. Uh, first question, uh, we, a couple of these come from a couple, a lot of people gave us a lot of questions, so some, you might hear a couple names repeated, that's because they just answered, they asked us so many good questions that I couldn't just pick one from that person. So, first off, um, from Anaki, she asked where the name, where the name came from. 
Yeah, Evergreen. Um, Evergreen. Um, this actually is Mitchell. Uh, we were, <laughs> we were. We. This is going to be an entire. We could do an entire McTalk on this. Uh, but just our origin story. Our origin story. We've had two and a half podcasts before Evergreen. Um, two of them never even were recorded. Um, one was recorded, and maybe one day we'll release it. Um, but we we really wanted to do a podcast for years, and we've never known what we like how to do it or where what we wanted to talk about and when we and, started evergreen we still didn't know what we wanted yeah, to talk clearly. about um and so we the only one that really got off the ground at all like we created a you know a cover art we also actually uh recorded two episodes of it one of them was destroyed in a terrible uh hard drive crash of 2016 or 2017 or whatever it was horrible but it's called modern intuition and it's like it is so embarrassing because it sounds us. so professional and we just it's it just we, we quickly basically realized tried to be like cultural bill nye it was horrible. and it was not it, was it didn't it wasn't horrible. good quickly realized that we have like no authority whatsoever to even be talking about that kind of stuff and that everything we had to say had to be cross-checked like and fact checked like in fact checked every Good second job. and so it was just it was horrible but so I, that died quickly and then mitchell one day brought up like what was it like six months later a year later you uh brought up i brought the name evergreen yeah, so like, evergreen is actually i mean the actual term evergreen is like an evergreen tree it always it never goes out of season thus our incredibly corny uh catchphrase but evergreen uh for me personally is a journalistic uh word we used it a lot when i was uh, taking journalism classes is just an evergreen story is a story that is always is always good it's like a story that you can tell at any point and it never it's always like, relevant it's always relevant yeah. yeah so it's like and they're the kind of stories that uh that news writers keep in their back pocket in case it's a slow news week but for me i thought it was like more the idea like the idea that stories never go out of season like stories are always relevant people need stories and i'm like wait let's do a podcast about storytelling and stories because that's what people love and that was honestly thinking back on modern intuition storytelling is one of the few things that i do feel i have an authority to talk on because i love them so much and i spend so much of my time absorbing them oh, i'm glad you do uh, i'm glad you do um let, uh, a second question speaking of stories um anaki also asked us what uh, our favorite childhood story what Ooh, that was a lacroix delicious peach pear actually that's an odd one i like it though um, um, anyway. She asked us what our favorite childhood stories were, or just like what one of our favorite childhood stories were. Um, let me think. I know it's a hard one. You know, it's it's <laughs> it kind of goes to show how many of these things are not done in real time uh, because they have to really think about the story, which or the the question, which we're we're not really pausing well, at all. I have one. This isn't my okay, favorite childhood and story. And I'll, and I'll think. Yeah, this isn't my favorite childhood story, but this is a story that I remember watching over and over again when I was a kid and loving. So we'll go with that. Um, do you remember the Aladdin movie where he meets his dad? Yeah, I do. That was a horrible movie, dude. I freaking loved it. It was, dude. as a kid, I watched it over and over again. And just the idea that his dad was, like, what he... Because in the first movie, the whole point is that he's a street rat, like, yeah. thief, criminal, sure. and, he, and he kind of finds his place. So it's interesting. it was interesting to see a movie where he got to, like, get to know his dad, who it was what he was going to become yeah. if, if the first movie I, had I thought of place. something. Well, here's the thing. It's like, when you're a kid, you don't really care, to, like, a little kid, you don't care too much about, like, stories Story as much structure, as, like... Yeah. yeah, like, everyone, like... I don't know, Land Before Time and stuff like that. But if I'm talking about like a one of the first movies that I really think I was obsessed with, and this is this is actually crazy because it's everybody's favorite story. Story. 
<laughs> well, uh, I have a weird history with Jurassic Park. So when I was a kid, I was like six or five years old, and I had a babysitter that made me watch Jurassic Park. And I had nightmares for made four years. Made you watch Jurassic no, she, Park? she made me watch Jurassic Park. Her name was Angel, by the way. So that's that tells you some stuff. Um, she made me watch Jurassic Park, and I cried, and I had nightmares for four years. Like, just, I remember the nightmares vividly. They were horrible. Specifically the scene... Um, where, uh, so yeah, clearly I'm not a fan at all because I can't remember the dinosaur. The one that um, that expands his face and shoots I don't know what they're called out. It's, okay. it's just terrifying. Anyway, I had dreams about that thing over and over again. That thing is terrifying. And then when I was about 13 or 12, I decided to, like, face my fear. And I saw it in a gas station in Arkansas because I was visiting my grandparents. And I picked it up and I brought it into their basement. And I turned off the lights with my brother. I said, let's watch this because I'm scared of it and I want to get over it. So we watched it. And it turned into my favorite movie after that. It's and a great I read the movie. book, and I, 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 yeah, I read the book about it. And I, I don't really read a lot of movie books, especially. But it's I, not a movie book. The book came first. I know, but you know what I'm saying. Like I don't really see a movie first and then read the book. But That's I did true. for this That's one. True. I really did. I well, loved you, it. Okay. Well, that your, was probably my uh, favorite movie. Your story up. was a lot, a lot better. Uh, just better quality content than the one I just thought of when no, I, liked I know. When I was you, a kid. You just liked Aladdin, the uh, Prince the bad, of the Thieves. Bad, I think it was the called. I don't know. You know what? Hook. I like Hook. Hook was a movie I loved as a kid. There. That's everyone liked Hook. Everyone liked Hook. I like Hook. Sorry. Have to, I've got to have street cred when it comes to stories. Sure. Yeah. Um, continuing on, uh, Chelsea asked us how, uh, how we got to know each other. Like, when did we meet? Like, why are we um, doing a podcast together? So I'm going to be honest with you. This is the, so this is a true story. Um, I don't know what story you're going to tell. This is a true story. Uh, I have a large family, and when we have a friend in the family, everybody hangs out with everybody. It's just kind of like, you know, um... Somebody comes over and jumps on the trampoline when we were kids, and we were all kind of equally friends. But there was specifically one time where Mitchell and I first hung out, and I don't even know if you remember this. You will remember the rest of the story when I continue. But I think I just remembered it, but keep going. Basically what it was, and this is actually, I'm not making it up because it is about story. <laughs> it's about a, a movie. But Mitchell and I were about to go to a show, and Mitchell, you know, um, no offense to you, jerk, but all your friends dropped out of seeing this um, this battle of the bands with you and so you invited me at the last minute and you even admitted to me that I was like your last choice and I was like oh whatever I've never hung out with you one-on-one so that was like that was I don't even know I was That's like fair. 14 or something and then we I didn't know anything really about what you liked except that I knew that you liked Pirates of the Caribbean 2 or something or 3 Pirates of the Caribbean 3 and everyone I, else I, hated it I do like Pirates of the Caribbean 3 and so 3. you and I talked about that and how much I thought it was awful and how much you loved it and that was our first conversation individually Outside of that, we just were, like, hanging out in groups. But the first time that you and I ever hung out individually was on our way to Battle of the Bands. We argued about I a movie. talked about how... <laughs> I talked about how terrible the story of Pirates of the Caribbean 3 is. And you talked about how good it is. So that's the very first time. And then ever since then, then every once in a while we hang out and all that. Anyway. And then, and then we made a podcast about storytelling. Life goes on. Um, uh, this is one that I specifically saw and knew we needed to ask because I know that you have an opinion on this. Uh-oh. Uh, Katrina asked, do you prefer happy endings or sad endings? When it comes to our stories and the stories oh, that we our do. our stories. But also, I mean, storytelling in general, but do you prefer happy endings? I know you have an opinion on our sad, on sad endings. Well, I think sad endings are easier. Um, I think that um, a lot of times sad endings are uh, a little more artsy. I don't know why that is. I really don't. It's a cliche, but I can't really think of any real reasons. It's I think it's just, just a lot. It's a lot easier to elicit emotion when you're going. And for when, yeah, and if you're wanting sad. a movie to really trigger something, then having a depressing ending 
is a really easy way of doing that. And it, all you have to do is kill a bunch of characters or leave a character without succeeding at what he's accomplishing or, or failing at his arc. And that's a sad story. I'm not saying that's bad. A lot of my favorite movies have sad endings. I do think it's easier. So when it comes to our podcast, um, I specifically actually... I, and I also think that... I don't know. I, I specifically like the ones that are left open-ended. This is not in any way to tell people, hey, write your stories according to this. <laughs> I'm just saying. You like ambiguous endings. I love ambiguous endings. Like, kind of like, uh, like Watchmen. Like, the, like say the walking away from probably, the book kind of thing. I like hopeful endings. My well, Probably my favorite ending in all of Evergreen so far was uh, Ron Miller's episode, uh, The Forest of the Future, which is basically where the cyborg, who's had a really hard life, he's been in a car crash, and now he has all these mechanical parts, and he gets a lot of hate for it. He struggles a lot and then he climbs up to that mountain at the end gets beat up on the way finally gets up there and he he sheds a tear and then buries a box of all of this memories that he had all of these memories he buries it and then he looks up at the stars and because it's hard to see the stars because of the light pollution and he finally sees a few stars and he and he has a tear even though he's a cyborg and it's just like wow that's i don't know it's cool because it was like he forgot about it very funny that that's super similar to Best Left Forgotten's ending, but in a totally different way. One of them is super sci-fi. One of them is, like, very realistic. Both of them are about letting the past die, um, which is the same message as, you know, Star Wars Episode Eight, uh, for the record. So we'll talk. <laughs> I, we're going to have to do that episode. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see. You'll get to find out what we thought of that. Um, yeah, I don't think I prefer one over the other. I will... Uh, it does make. I do agree that I think sad endings can sometimes be a little bit easier. It's why I think that honestly, the two hardest genres, in my opinion, are horror and comedy, because they're the only two where you actually have to make the person feel something. At, like, and you, if you fail, your whole thing falls apart. Happy endings, you just kind of write the narrative. Happy ending. Sad endings, you write what would happily be a sad ever ending. after. You know, it's it's happily just happily ever after. after. It's a it's a cliche. Yeah, it, it just happens. So, I, I don't dislike sad endings at all. Um, I really don't, but. Probably one of my other favorite endings in a film of all time is The Truman Show. And once again, that kind of goes with the idea of it's not like super in-your-face happy. It's still kind of sad, but He's it's walking hopeful. away from everything he's ever known. It's hopeful. And so, yeah, I really think I like hopeful endings the most. That's good. Um, so next question. Uh, this one, a lot of people asked. Several people asked this question. Okay. Um, how do we decide who narrates stories? Oh, you can answer that one because I've been talking too much. Okay. Go ahead. Um, it's honestly, uh, su- surprisingly, we don't really decide who narrates stories very often. We tend to uh, leave that up to the storyteller, whoever wrote it. For instance, uh, with Go Get Betty, um, Jeff had someone that he wanted us to have read the story. So we had that person read the story. Um, when I, Most of the time, though, the storytellers want to read their own story. That's, that's, that it's just naturally common. they want to read their own story. A lot of times, though, they're out of town, and, and if they don't have recording equipment of their own and we can't drive down to see them and bring our own, then we have to, um, we have to agree to have a voice actor do it. Yeah, our next guest, uh, the episode that will be coming out two weeks from now, the first episode of season two, the guest doesn't live in the country so, and, and doesn't have access to the recording equipment needed to record yeah. the story. So we had to have someone record the story for that writer. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of how that works out. Sometimes I pick, uh, like, for instance, if I wrote a story for the, for, for instance, The Christmas Knife, I wrote that story, but I didn't think that my voice lent itself to the storytelling. I think my voice is a little bit higher pitched. 
Um, I don't think it's very gravely or very aged sounding. And so I wanted Josh to come read yeah. because I know Josh does a really good low-toned, older-sounding voice for the yeah. storytelling aspect. And I think that, that worked out well. I've even read... I've never written a story, but I've read a story. I read one of Mitchell's story. The... Um, I, what, which one was that? The, it was the uh, poem. The, it was the poem. I can't even remember the name. I just remember the topics. <laughs> uh, it's because I don't think... That was kind of before we gave our stories titles. That's when each episode title was just the topics. All right, next... Uh... <clears throat> Next question. All right, uh, this one, I'm going to let you answer this one. It also was asked by a bunch of people, so no specific names. Uh, how long, on average, does it take for us to make an episode? Um, so that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll, this, I'll answer that one. This is one I want you to, I want you to answer, just because I want people to know, because I don't, think, um, I don't think that people know just quite how much work it takes to create these stories. So I, I tell people when, when they ask me about Evergreen, and I give them the little pitch that I say, they sometimes have a question, they're like, oh, so it's like kind of a radio drama or something. And I usually follow up with saying, well, my goal is to make it sound like you're listening to a movie without seeing it. Like, you're listening to a film. And that takes a lot of work. And so I would say, at the beginning it took a lot longer because I didn't really figure out my workflow, but I would say at the end... Mm, editing dialogue is a lot different, but editing the story, based on the story, I would say it's about an hour per minute. So... If the story is 10 minutes long, it's going to take about 10 hours to edit. And so there's been some stories that are 15 minutes, like the season finale, that took about 15, 16 hours for me to actually do. And so in some ways, on longer episodes, this is a, you know, it, it can be a part-time job. If it wasn't, if, so here's the thing. If, if this show, if we did a full story every week, which what we, that's what we were doing, that really was a part-time job because it was, you know, 15, 16 hours, 20 hours max, you know, in one week. That was really hard. But now that I'm doing it every two weeks, I'm able to spread it out. And I think the quality of our episodes has actually gone up because would, of that. And we would love to do episodes every single week. Oh, I would love to. But Maybe one would, day I will. If you'll, you know, need, you'll need to get paid like a part-time job to make it worth of your course. while. Of I mean, course. Just, it's just a lot of work. So yeah. And that's completely understandable. I have fallen asleep so many times working on like social media stuff. Oh my. Oh my. I hope they're okay. I've spent so much, I've fallen asleep multiple times working on like social media stuff and marketing and, and emailing guests while he's working on the episode just because it's like two in the morning and I'm like, can I go home? I'm just, I'm just going to go home and I just wait for him to send me the audio file so I can upload it because it, it takes him so long sometimes. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, but it, hey, it's it, worth it. it. They sound great. My, it is shooting myself in the foot because I, it's like this sadistic, like, I know how much it is, how hard it is, but when I'm, even when I'm, this is, this is way too negative of a conversation because it's, it's not negative. I love doing it. It's a lot of fun. It's hard. It, it is really hard. It's a lot of work, but I love it. So yeah, usually about an hour a minute. That's, that's how long it takes for the stories and then for the dialogue. So if I know if somebody sees a 30 minute episode, no, it didn't take me 30, 30 hours to do it. Uh, the dialogue is a lot different. Um, cause we're just talking. All you do is kind of clean up our audio. You depends. don't have to add any effects. It, it depends. Yeah. If it's, yeah, it depends. It's a lot shorter to do dialogue. All right. So Josh asked us, and like uh, I think this, will, I think we both can answer this one. Is uh, what was your favorite episode to both listen to and then work on and release? And what was your least favorite episode to work on, edit, and then release? Oh, we both have the least favorite episode. But go ahead with your favorite. 
Um, I'm actually going to start with my least favorite because I don't know what my favorite okay. is yet. I need to think about I it. I think I know. Okay, well, I know what my least favorite is. My least favorite was... And you know it's not going to be anybody's <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to be a story with a guest in it because the guests gonna are be great. one that you did, Yeah, of it's definitely one that I did. It was easily by far, uh, we already talked about it, the news, wine, and Hawaii. That is the one uh, of the poem that Caleb read. Um, and it's not because Caleb read it that I hate it. We wrote, I wrote, <laughs> sure. I wrote three stories for that, for those three topics because... Each time we wrote a story, we found that they're like, okay, so originally, I'm gonna, I don't, uh, let me, let me find yeah, the titles. Keep, keep, yeah. The, uh, the uh, first story I wrote uh, involved accents and we realized that we couldn't do the accents that we needed to do to make it make sense. And it, and I couldn't make them Americans to make them make sense. And it, I, so the story couldn't be recorded. And then I rewrote it, and I, uh, the uh, the atmosphere was something that at the time Caleb just it would have taken him so long to create the atmosphere atmosphere for it just was not worth the quality of this because it wasn't even that good of a story. And he was just like, "There's just no way we're doing that." And finally, literally the night the episode had to be out, I wrote a poem in like five minutes and handed it to Caleb, and he read it, and it was done, and hey, it was over. Oh. Our stories never go out of season. Right. Uh, the story, episode nine, the ballad of wow. It's it's such a long title that it's like it's doing that thing where the iPhone it doesn't slow, play it slowly moves. It's like thing. the ballad of Captain the ballad of Captain Cook? Jack or something. Captain. The the twist is is it's Captain. No, it's, Cook. it's just the ballad of the captain. That's what it's called. Okay, that's not that bad. There's a reason we don't know the name of that one is because it was our least favorite and we made it in one night because and that's why I read it and there was like if you listen to that there's like no sound design and there was actually uh, one person. Specifically, one person the next day said, "This is my favorite episode so far," and I was like, "No, please, no! <laughs> what? Are you kidding um, me?" But I'm happy that they. As liked for it. my favorite episode, it's really hard to call. I'm gonna mm. say it's either I really like uh, episode ten, "Last Call for Paris." I really enjoy that story. It's very surreal and very kind of. It's it's um, Emma did a great job creating something that was not a not super linear storytelling, which I don't we don't see a lot of. I kind of it felt like kind of like a art house version of one of our episodes, and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, I also really like Fergariophobia yeah, from the guys at Gamma, Gamma Radio because it's just hilarious. It's really good. It's um, so funny. Those guys are amazing. I mean, um, if you haven't, go listen to them. Gamma Radio is hilarious. Yeah. My other favorite episode is. Is, I think the one that is the most um, contained. It's it's a full story. It also was, it was really like I finished it very quickly. Was um, the construction night because that one had oh, well, two thank you. very simple atmospheres of you know the cityscape and then the fantasy world. Um, but the, my 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 favorite one that also took the most work in some ways was you know Steamroller Podcasts episode. Um, which a case in the clockworks yeah, for those it, who don't remember that was really 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 good because I got to play around with the entire idea that was so some of the best ep- episodes are the ones that have really strong atmospheres and I'm not saying like you know like um, I don't know really specific kind not of like specific not like specific like oh then they walked into a you know subway but like that was a steampunk world. New York, you so know, you it was, knew what, like I was like, okay, so I can kind of I can get into this world a little bit, and that's why I had so much fun with that episode, just because I was like, okay, steam, steam, steam. I downloaded a bunch of like I, I searched the world for all of these sounds of steam and and trains and clocks and chimes and stuff, and it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that was probably my favorite one to edit. Took yeah. a very long time, but I enjoyed. It was I a good really episode. enjoyed it. Um, so. 
going back to uh, a previous asker, Chelsea asks us, um, what genre of story are we dying to do on Evergreen that we haven't had a chance um, to do yet? We've done horror. Uh, we've we, done we've done fantasy in some some sense. We've of done it. we've done light fantasy. We've done a lot of sci-fi. People love sci-fi. I love sci-fi. I would love. We've had a little bit of comedy. So I'll say this. <laughs> I would love... This is not really a genre, but it's a type. It's a category. I would love a bottle episode. Um, We're doing a bottle episode, guys. <laughs> I would love a bottle episode of just basically one atmosphere, one environment, one situation. Um, where Gee, all I wonder the- why the audio engineer would love, love an episode that only okay. takes place in one room. Sure, yeah. It'd be easier, but at the same time, I think it'd be really cool. Because every the whole story would have to be based on the dialogue. And that would be really fun to work with because then if there are sounds, they'll stick out really strongly. So I, I think that would be fun. That'd be fun. I would really like, uh, personally, I would really like to do a high fantasy. We haven't done like, we've done some subtle stuff. We've done like, when I wrote the Carnival one, there's some magic in it. Uh, there's a little bit of subtle magic in a couple episodes. But I would really like a wizards and dragons and spells and crazy trolls and orcs. Like, I would love a classical Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, uh, World of Warcraft fantasy. Because that's just one of my favorite genres in general. So I would, I would love to actually yeah. just knock one of those out of the park. But, and and there, are no, there are enough topics like that for that to happen. But it just yeah. hasn't, hasn't come together yet. Yeah, well... You know, we'll see. It's it's the people's job. Okay, we're almost <laughs> done. We got two more questions. Okay, let's, uh, let's get to them really quickly. Also from Chelsea, who is our dream guest? Our dream guest, Matt Who's Damon. Dream? Just joking. What'd you say, Matt Damon? Matt, Matt, <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> um, oh my God. Um, to be honest, one of my favorite podcasts is um, Lore by Aaron Mankey. We've actually reached out to him before. Just and he's busy. And I he's mean, very, he's, uh, he has a TV show. He's new- actually the most polite dude ever. Like, he responded within, like, an hour. And he's, I was amazed. He is potentially the largest podcast in the world. And he personally responded and said, thank you so much for the opportunity. You know, I'm, I'm pretty busy right now. But I really appreciate the offer. It's like, oh, my gosh, dude. That's so good. But anyway, I would love him to be on, be the, great. To be on the He just on started the, a new podcast. Uh, just a random plug for you all out there. Cabinet of Curiosities. Go check it out. I... I'm really excited to see what else he has to do. Yeah. And his show's great, so Aaron Mankey would be the coolest person to have on this show because he's so big in the podcast world, and his entire show revolves around these very scary stories that may or may not be true, you know? So I think he'd be a lot of fun to have. What about you? Um, I would say I'm going to stick to kind of the audio world a little bit, um, but also get a little nerdy. For those of you who don't know, uh, one of my favorite things in the world is a little show called Critical Role. I would love to have Matthew Mercer come and tell a story he just has a great voice he's an amazing storyteller i think he he can i would love to see him do something fantasy i'd love to see him do something not fantasy and i'd just love to kind of get to uh pick his brain a little bit about storytelling um really anyone from that show but specifically matt mercer would be really fun and he has it would just be another one of those like kind of like with aaron Mankey. i feel like he's for me personally he's aaron Mankey and matt mercer are two of the inspirations that got me to do this like they're kind of why i wanted to get behind a microphone and tell stories so it yeah. would just be an honor to have either one of them on the podcast yeah cool next one last well, one right last question going back to where we started i got another question from anaki and it's a little just a little fun caleb okay. if you could turn into a mythical creature what would it be uh, i'd turn into an owlbear oh just a bear with the face of an owl. Just a bear with the face of an owl. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's stupid. <laughs> it's just so a, cute though. It's a stupid. It's a bear with the face of an owl. I don't know. 
Yeah. Right. Um, dragon. Oh, that's the stupidest. I know. I'm sorry. Thing not like one of the, whatever. but not like not like dragon. one of the, not like one of those big, not a whatever. not a smog dragon. I mean more. Like, I like. I mean like toothless. I want to be like a How to Train Your Dragon dragon, uh, like like a uh, like basically a glorified house cat with wings. Okay, that's cool. All right, if you want, screw you, man. I don't mind. It's it's fine. All right. Um, and that that that's the last question. I hope you guys enjoyed the, the Q and A. Question. <laughs> I'm, I'm really thankful for. Um, for everybody who's been listening to Evergreen. Yeah, me too. It, Honestly, it's amazing. I didn't expect that we would have listeners in the thousands, and that's that's true. We we actually have, um, we get thousands of listens. Not necessarily thousands of individual people yet. We don't know. I know, <laughs> it's true. I, uh, but, all, but it's, all you out there listening to an episode eight times. 18 times each, yeah. But the point is, I'm very thankful for it because it's been a lot of fun, and it's, you know, it's it's nice to stay sharp to keep my audio skills sharp and to continue to do something and also there's not a lot of opportunity to be able to unless you're working on a feature length film when do you get to do this kind of sound design you know so it's really cool for me to get to play like I'm in a movie studio and I can do the kind of work that somebody who works at Lucas Films can do not necessarily the same quality of course but I'm saying it's just fun it's been a lot of fun and I love getting to constantly get to interview people about something that I care about and I know they care about because I mean I can talk stories with people for hours and now I've created a show where I get to talk stories with people yeah. for hours it's yeah. great I love it Yeah. so yeah I, there are going to be so many great things coming wonderful so changes excited. happening in season 2 we're super stoked for everybody to, to get on there um, thank you for hanging out with us all this time and we hope that you keep hanging out with us as we continue yes. moving forward yeah so yeah anything else? I guess not okay well you guys have a great great two weeks we'll be back with season 2 before you know it and we hope it blows you away. Sounds good. <laughs>